Squadron Leader Jack Steele and the Starblade by Chris Bedette. Episode 12, Showdown. In the airless void around Uranus, Jack and his companions have finally discovered a weapon that might defeat the Kraxoran invaders, but as they prepare for takeoff, it seems that Mordred has intercepted them once more, perhaps for the final time. No one is leaving this station without my say-so steel. Power down your engines and surrender to me immediately. I have a proposal for you. Don't listen, Jacques. It must be a trap. As you have no doubt realized by now, all docking codes have been frozen by station central control, which means that your ship's control systems are locked down and you cannot take off. Charlie? Yes, Jack? You know how we didn't actually get around to applying for a docking code? No, Jack. Well, I mean, yes. No, we didn't. Is there anything actually keeping us here, then? Not as such, Jack. No. I'm waiting for your answer, Steel. Love to stay and chat, Mordred, but we've an appointment to save the Earth, and I don't want to be late. Let her rip, Charlie. You got it, Squadron Leader. Astronomers tracking the progress of a small meteor shower have announced that it will reach Earth later tonight. Speaking from the steps of the Royal Observatory in Greenwich earlier today, Chief Astronomer Cedric Spooner stated that people all over the country will be treated to a grand fireworks display as the objects burn up harmlessly in the upper atmosphere. He stressed that the occasion will pose no danger to the public. You have to hand it to Spooner, knowing what he knows and still managing to put a brave face on it for the news service. No point in causing a panic, Samuel. Spooner knows that. There is still time, and the Starblade is still up there in the heavens. Aye, I certainly hope so, Ambrosius. But it has been days since we heard from them, and I'm beginning to fear the worst. The midnight hour is not yet at hand, old friend. Trust me, I would know if Jack had fallen. Well, that's a relief. I don't know how you know these things, but I have come to trust that you do. Sadly, what I cannot tell is how the final moves are going to play out. But I know that we should be on hand in case we are needed. Come, I have a car waiting to take us to Windermere. The fate of the Earth is to be decided within the next few hours. Station control for the tenth time come in. Answer me, damn you! Quaxorian Vessel, this is Station Control. We require immediate takeoff. Release our docking codes at once. All codes are locked down by your order. Reactivation is a lengthy procedure. Will it be quicker for me to blast a hole in the side of your space station? I'd, I'm not. Would, would you hold while I fetch my supervisor? No, I will not wait for you. Well, that is your answer. Fire all the weapons and free us from this metal prison. Sadly, we cannot. Mordred was bluffing. All of our systems are locked, including weapons control. Indeed, the only solution would be for someone to go outside and place a bomb on the wall of the docking bay, then trigger it manually. 
Of course, even if they survived the blast, they would be sucked instantly into the inky blackness of space. So that is not really a solution then? I did not say that. Grigori? Yes, Modred? You know where the armaments locker is, don't you? Yes, Modred. Excellent. In that case... Docking codes released. All systems green. Mm, never mind, Grigori. Take us out on a pursuit course, Helga. At once. Their vessel is still within sensor range and is traveling much slower than before. We may be able to catch them this time. Do so. We are 20 minutes from Earth. Quaxorian fleet there. I have them on a radio sonar. I only see one ship. Where are the others? Hold on, I will widen the beam. There. Zutalo, they have spread out. They are hundreds of kilometers apart. What did you say the range of this bomb was, Bilkins? Only an hundred miles, Jack. I don't think that's much more a Missivet's kilometrics. Could you fix it up to fire more than once? No, Jack, it really is a bomb. And you can't put bombs back together once they've gone off. I'm really sorry. There is also a spacecraft behind us. They are gaining slowly, but we will not have much time to act before they are upon us. Well, I'm out of ideas. We can splash one Quaxorian ship, but the others will be more than enough to finish the job of destroying the Earth. We must be getting into transmission range. See if you can raise Windermere, Yvette. We have to warn the Prof to prepare for the worst. I'm afraid that unless you have a better idea, Doc, our only choice is to go for the mothership and hope that the others are being controlled by it in some way. No good, Jack. We've been tracking their deployment around the Earth and there's enough variation in their movements to indicate they're all acting independently. Bloody shambles it is. But it looks like they'll be in their final positions within the hour. It sounds like the best shot we have though. Maybe the other ships will lower their shields to fire their weapons and give you a chance to get in there. Can you tell me more about the bomb you've acquired, Mr. Bilkins? It's a lovely bit of kit, Doc. Some sort of harmonic pulse generator tuned to a frequency that will penetrate the Quaxorian systems. It's enough to put their shields and weapons out. If it were more powerful, it might even shut their engines down too. But once it's triggered, all the crystals will turn to slag. Well, all that the people of Earth can ask is that you do your best, my friends. Hang on, Ambrosius. There may still be time to try one more thing. Miss Julak, isn't it possible to alter the Starblade's own engine harmonics? Well, yes, it allows fine maneuvering control in the etheric currents. But if you are thinking of using it to amplify the effect of the bomb, then I'm afraid we would have to be traveling many times faster than we can manage for it to work. But we can. If you dive a plane towards the ground and pull up, you keep a lot of the speed you've gained. It's just gravity. Hold on, Jack. I think I know what you're suggesting, and it's far too dangerous. Not as dangerous as the alternative, Doc. We have to try it. Setting course for the sun. The Starblade is changing course. They're veering away from the fleet. So, when it comes to the final battle, fearless Jack Steele turns with his tail between his legs. Set a course to follow. Since he won't cooperate, it is time to provide him with an ignominious end.
Warning, entering solar photosphere. Mordred is right on our tail. We can't turn and fight, so I'm going to try flying closer to the surface. What's the whole temperature, Bilkins? Couldn't tell you, Jack. The thermometer's melted. Hold on to your hats and don't open the windows. They're flying into the sun. Unable to get weapons lock. I'm taking us in. Steel won't escape me this time. He's weaving between the solar flares. My God, have you ever seen such flying? Nothing I can't match. Steel is not getting away now. I'm not so sure. You're taking us too close to that sunspot. You must pull up. Break off the pursuit. I can hold it. Mordred, I have lost count of the number of times you have gotten me killed, but knowing that you are coming with me this time is somewhat comforting. Main flight controls are not responding. There's nothing I can... No. Wait. I think we have lost them. Oh, Jacques, I'm so hot. Just a few more moments and we'll be out the other side. Velocity has exceeded theoretical maximum. Compensating. Dr. Brunel was right, Jack. Our speeds turned the whole ship into a huge amplifier. Plug in the bomb then, Charlie. The Earth's dead ahead and our return trip's going to be a lot quicker. Ready, Jack? Then far away! The Quaxorian ships are falling out of the sky. We did it, Jacques! Transetheric velocity achieved. Aren't you going to slow down, Jack? We're running out of solar system. We can't, Charlie. By the time we had come to a stop, we would be in the middle of nowhere. Our only way is forward. Exactly. I'm setting course for the nearest star. We can use the same trick to bounce us back. Don't worry, Charlie. We'll be home before you know it. Don't take this the wrong way, squadron leader. But I won't be taking any bets on that. In Showdown, Neil Frankham starred as Jack Steele, with Lucy Harvey as Yvette Delac and James Harvey as Charlie Bilkins. Nigel Potter starred as Mordred, Tom Butterworth as Rasputin, and Lauren Alton as Helga and the voice of the Starblade. Simon Jones was the BBC announcer. Robin Alton was Professor Sterling. And Bill McSweeney was Dr. Brunel. Liz McSweeney was the controller. Sound engineering was by Frank Redding, with original music composed and performed by Bill McSweeney. Squadron leader Jack Steele and the Starblade is an It's a Trap production. Spooner was right about the fireworks. Yes, although I imagine he's racking his brain to come up with an explanation for that huge fiery trail that Jack has left etched in the sky. Aye, the Starblade has certainly lived up to its name. It looks like a huge sword standing between us and the perils beyond. But where are they now? Who knows, old friend? But one thing you can be sure of, if humanity should ever be threatened again, Jack will be back.
Thank you.